Ultimate Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. We just had Christmas and we are days away from New Year's Eve. Uh, I love Christmas. I love uh, Christmas desserts, pumpkin pie, most importantly, cherry pie. So it's a perfect, perfect way to celebrate my love of cherry pie with the most popular video vixen of the 90s. She's my cherry pie. That's right. She's my cherry pie. Yes, one of the hottest girls in rock video history from uh, the cherry pie video for one. I'm talking about Bobby Brown. She's here on Talk is Jericho. And she's got some great rock and roll stories from the making of Warren's cherry pie video, the classic, to marrying their singer Janie Lane, to later dating Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee, to filming the reality show The X wise of rock and whether maybe uh, season four or not she also spent time with jane's addiction guitar player dave navarro she had a small role in the vanilla ice movie cool as ice and if you can believe this bobby won star search the most times in the show's history i remember watching bobby brown and star search i never put two and two together that she was the cherry pie girl but man she was hot uh in star search she was hot in in, in the 90s in the video she's still hot now she wrote a great book called dirty rocker boys you got to check it out but she's talking all about stark's uh, Star Search. She's talking about uh, the Ed McMahon, the host of Star Search. Uh, Bobby Brown coming up. She's got some great, great stories uh, from rock and roll history. But first, we're going to talk about the best way to spend some of that Christmas cash. Burn in a hole in your poche. Get yourself DDP yoga and get yourself in shape. And with the holiday deal that Dallas is offering, now is the perfect time to indulge. Okay, check this out. You get 25% off all DDPY merch and swag. And when you buy a max pack or a combo, you'll get a second one for 50% off of that 25% off. All right, think about that. Everything is 25% off, but if you buy a max pack or a combo, you'll get a second one for 50% off. That's crazy. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. It's a great way to jumpstart your fitness plan for 2017. I know a lot of you are saying, you want to get in better shape you want to eat better you want to live a healthier life in 2017 and let ddpy help you meet all your fitness and nutrition goals i'm sure you got your new year's resolutions we want to get in better shape you want to look better you want to feel better well ddpy is going to take you there and remember when you buy the ddpy dvds you also get three free months of the ddp yoga now app okay you know what ddpy has done for me it kept me in the best shape of my life at 46 years old still killing it in the wwe uh, mentally physically feeling great uh it's such an amazing program uh, and if you really believe that it's going to work it will work and with Diamond Dallas Page behind this his positivity is uh, is, is frightening it's very very contagious if he, uh, he he gets inside your head you know it's going to work you want this to work you want to get in the best shape of your life and DDPY can help you do that and with the DDPY app you can do DDPY anytime anywhere right from your phone or tablet the app not only lets you do all the workouts right from your phone it's also got a bunch of other cool features to keep you on that path to healthy living alright and DDP Yoga Now app subscribers won't ever get bored doing the same workouts over and over again because DDP has added completely new 2.0 workouts and weekly live workouts from the DDP uh, Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia. And like I said, Dallas's Christmas spirit is still in full swing. The New Year's spirit still in full swing. He's offering you this incredible deal on DDPY. You get 25% off all DDPY merch and DVDs and buy a max pack or a combo pack and get a second one for 50% off that uh, price that's already 25% off. So, I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of uh the amount of uh savings you get here 
And like I said, DDP yoga has, has, has changed my life for the better. I can't say this enough. I mean, I just got Seamus to get started on it now. Uh, so many people are so excited about giving this a try because it really does work. And that's all I have to say. I mean, if you believe it, like I said, it will work. And this is, uh, it will be, it, it's better than any type of workout you can do. I'm telling you right now. I mean, you go to the gym, you lift weights as you get older. It gets a little boring. It's a little tedious. It's hard on your joints. DDP yoga eliminates all of that stuff. Uh, and it just uh, encourages the positive energy that you need to heal your mind and heal your body so just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho that's all you got to do to take advantage of this great deal just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho that's ddpyoga.com slash jericho change your life for the better day physically and mentally uh, and go check check it out i'm telling you i'm giving you my guarantee that this will work and talk as Jericho fans. I know you love to be the first to know what's up with this podcast, who the guests are going to be every week, and when and where the next Talk as Jericho live podcast is going to take place, who, what my plans are for future uh, future shows, all that sort of stuff. And that's why Podcast One has created a new automated email system to make sure you never miss a single episode. All you got to do is go to www.podcastone.com/jericho to sign up, and then we'll let uh, we'll let you know exactly who's going to be on the new show, when it's going to be on, what the subjects are going to be, what the topic is going to be, all that information comes to you you just got to sign up now at podcast1.com slash jericho all right we're talking about uh bobby brown uh being the warrant cherry pie girl and so many other great rock and roll stories that leads me to the great rock and roll hall of fame which just released their inductees for 2017 as usual uh, me and wise cousin chad will be there you know we go every year we started going in 2014 when kiss got inducted uh, followed through in 15 when uh, ringo Starr got inducted then last year when it was deep purple and cheap trick now this year the inductees uh, a great great collection and for me most importantly journey finally gets in if you look at the list of, of bands that i said need to be in to make this rock and hall of fame legit i always said deep purple rush and kiss they're all in i said cheap trick and journey now they're in there's still a lot of of, of glaring omissions bon jovi motley Crue, scorpions iron maiden ozzy ozzy osbourne is a solo band ted nugent thin lizzie but let's just take it one band at a time journey definitely needs to be in i'm excited about that pearl jam you knew they're going to get in I and mean, obviously they deserve it as well plus being a critic's darling of rolling stone but but, but right so they deserve to be in there and yes deserves to be in there and well as well one of the biggest prog rock bands of all times um that's another one I think is on that deep purple cheap trick journey list of bands that need to be in there if there's any sort of uh, of uh, credibility for, for for the Rock Hall of Fame. Tupac Shakir, once again, you know they're going to put uh, in some kind of a, a rap artist. It's become a tradition. NWA last year, uh, you know, Run DMC has gone in. So Tupac, he might not sing rock and roll, but he's definitely got the rock and roll attitude. He's a, a rock and roll uh, lifestyle, rock and roll legendary um status of being a maverick and a rebel and he's a pioneer so i don't have a problem with that electric light orchestra also should be in there i think if you're looking for the most underrated bands of the 70s that electric light orchestra should go in there if you don't know who they are if you don't remember them just go google how many top 10 hits they had so many hits uh, a huge band and, and definitely should be in there so congratulations to them as soon as i saw joan baez on the uh, nomination form i knew she would go in just another pioneer from the 60s of course from the woodstock era and it's funny too um Betsy Hill from Rolling Stone, who always hooks up me and wise cousin Chad with uh, great seats and great uh, credentials in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She sent me the list of nominees, and I chose... 
to a T exactly who was going to get in. I picked Joan Baez, Electric Light Orchestra, Journey, Pearl Jam, Tupac, and yes, and I was right. Uh, Nile Rogers finally gets in, not with Chic, but for being a um, uh, musical excellence and being a, a collaborator and just one of those guys that's been around for years, uh, making great records and influencing a lot of great uh, albums and bands, all the way from David Bowie's Let's Dance album up until um, uh, Daft Punk from a couple years ago. Get Lucky, that was a Nile Rogers uh, song as well. So congratulations to all the guys going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And like I said, I still want to see Iron Maiden go in. Scorpions, Ozzy, Motorhead should be in there uh, just from the legendary status. But another another guy that should be in there as well, just from the amount of records he sold, he sold almost 100 million records and, of course, just passed away. I'm talking about George Michael. Um, not really a rock and roll guy, but a pop rock guy for sure. And if you're going to put Tupac in and guys like that, then definitely George Michael should be in there. And what a crazy 2016 it, it's been. Uh, maybe next week uh, or maybe on Friday we'll go through all the people we lost in 2016. Actually, no, we're going to do a Rogue One review with uh, with the Irvin kids. So let's go through right now all of the huge, huge names that we lost in 2016. And I think is before we get through the list, I think now with so many huge performers in the 50s and 60s and 70s, um, I think there's going to be more prominent deaths coming up because I think there's never been a time when there's been so many amazing performers that have lasted and had the longevity. You know, think about the Stones at 75. I mean, any one of them could die at any point. Um, they could all die in the same year. I mean, hopefully they don't, but you know what I mean? It just seems like now these guys aren't in their 30s and 40s and 50s anymore. So um, obviously it started off with David Bowie, 69 years old, just a huge loss. Alan Rickman was also 69, of course, from the uh, Harry Potter saga and so many, uh, so many other great uh, movies especially Die Hard um, which is very prominent because it's a basically a Christmas movie Glenn Fry was 67 from the Eagles a huge loss there Ava Goda Fish 94 I thought he had died earlier Paul Katner from Jefferson Airplane at 74 um Nancy Reagan died at 94 in March. George Martin died at 90. The famous Beatles producer, the, the true fifth Beatle uh, of, 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 of all the candidates that you have, Pete Best or Brian Epstein. George Martin definitely created the sound of the Beatles. Fife Dog from Tribe Called Quest at 45. Gary Shandling at 66. That was a huge one. Larry Sanders, still one of the best shows of all time. Patty Duke, uh, formerly known as Patty Duke Austin, Austin at 69. Merle Haggard at 79 in April. Doris Roberts at 90, of course, from Everyone Loves Raymond. China passed away at 46. My old uh, uh, nemesis there when I first came to the WWE. Prince at 57. That was a huge one. Then you get guys like Morley Safer at 84. And if you get in your 80s and 90s and 70s, I can get that. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, younger, younger people. Muhammad Ali at 74. Um, Kimbo Slice at 42. Gordy Howe at 88. Mr. Hockey. Wow, that was a huge one. Forgot about that. Uh, and then we also got... Uh, um, Gene Wilder at 83. That was another Willy Wonka himself. And then Arnold Palmer, 87, probably the world's most famous golfer. Um, Leonard Cohen at 82, just a few weeks ago. Robert Vaughn at 83, the man from Uncle. Florence Henderson, of course, Mrs. Brady at 82. Castro, Fidel Castro at 90. John Glenn at 95. I had no idea he was that old. Uh, he was the first U.S. Uh, astronaut to orbit the Earth, which is insane. Alan Thicke, just a few days ago at 69. Um, played played hockey with him a few times. Uh, the Christopher Reeve um, 
Super Skate Foundation, great guy, nice guy. Then we had Craig Sager, a, a longtime NBA sideline reporter. He had flashy suits, probing questions. Zsa Zsa Gabor at 99, she almost made it. And then, of course, George Michael at 53. So a lot of huge deaths. And like I said, unfortunately, I think they're just going to get more frequent with the amount of older performers. But remember, just live every life uh, each day. Uh, to its to its uh, to its fullest, love your your family, love your friends, and just love what you do, man. Life is too short. I'm glad that we're still here. I'm glad that you're still here with me, and I'm glad that we got Bobby Brown, Warrant's cherry pie girl, and man, she was hot. She still is. Very very cool chick, and I was very excited to have her on the show. And uh, we're gonna get started with Bobby. She's my cherry pie. Talk is Jericho. Okay, so um. What a crazy day with Bobby Brown, and you rushed to get here just in time. I did. Through the LA traffic. I did. Were you guys using the carpool, carpool lane? We did. I use the carpool lane, but I, I don't have somebody in my car with me. Do you get a ticket on that? You do. Um, I do it sometimes, too, and I pretend in my mind that I have someone in the back seat <laughs> yeah, or something, too, right? or I have my dog, and I pretend like I'm going to say, if I get pulled over, like, oh, I thought, like, the dumb blonde thing, I have my dog. See, I've done that, too, because I, I have a Florida license, uh-huh. and so they pull me over, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not from here. Know. Yeah. Only, you have to have someone in your car to drive here, yeah. but that's the L.A. way, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's it's great to, to have you here, and Thank it's you. funny because I was just watching, I had no idea, honestly, uh-huh. no idea. Okay. Just watching a couple weeks ago, uh, live from Lexi's mom's garage. Oh, no way. Because the Steel Panther dudes are, are friends of mine. We've toured together. We're buds. Yeah. And so I wanted to check it out. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's Bobby. Lexi's yeah. mom. Yeah. How fun is that? That was crazy when they... Um... <laughs> When they asked me to play his mom, I was like, wow, that's um, a first to play someone's mom. I was like, should I be offended? No. Not to mention that you're younger than them, yeah. by the way. yeah. So, which makes it kind of funnier yeah. and that they're campy and funny in that way. So that was kind of cool. But um, I was still kind of like, I'm playing someone's mom, but I am a mom. So yeah. it's kind of funny. And uh, But I was like, yeah, whatever, because I have a sick sense of humor as well and I get you know, I'm just as sick as they are, so I was like, "That's fine," and uh, we had fun. So, Do, have you have you seen Steel Panther before? Have you yeah. Them out? Oh my God, yes, I've known those guys for years. I mean, isn't the vibe? It, it is fun. Yeah, which is such a interesting. Like a lot of rock bands are not as fun in these days. Like no, they are, and know? they're super down to earth and like. Uh, like I say whatever they say whatever and we ask you know we're genuine with one another and uh but I've known them for years like I have a crazy story about them mm-hmm. that I know that involves Janie oh wow um yeah and uh so yeah I've known them for a long time it, 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 you gave me a copy of your book uh, yeah. dirty rocker boys and it's a great uh, great piece of work Thanks. talking about that time frame mm-hmm. and um I love the boomerang aspect of that you had been around and had in, you know had dalliances and, mm-hmm. and kind of got screwed mm-hmm. and so you decided to turn the the tide and get the guys back well it's not really get the guys back it's more of a from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. or from a woman's side of you know side basically because mm-hmm. all the men you know tell their stories and nobody has anything to say about it and every, it's all good right but no woman has ever really told the truth and everybody's been cool with it Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I just said, you know, it's time. It's time for me to say something. And not everybody's been cool with it, but I told the truth. But I mean, but, but I'm not talking about writing the book. I'm talking about how, like, in the book, you say that you after 
the, the Jane Lane thing ended oh. and the Tommy Lee thing ended, that you are now going to go and, and oh. get some revenge. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, I did go through a, a, a hate-fucking time in my life where I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to flip the script right now like, mm-hmm. and teach you bitches what's up. Um, I did go through that. Um, can't say it was the most rewarding experience for me, but I did do it mm-hmm. just to be like, I'll see what it's like. Right. You know? Yeah. And how was it like for you? I mean, in the in the moment, it was kind of like, eh, you know, but Sticking it wasn't rewarding mm-hmm. to me or fulfilling it. But, you know, I it's th- like the woman scorned type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I walked away going like, take that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I was still like bitter. Right. right, right yeah. But when you moved out here and, and the scene was such a, a such a cool vibe, we mentioned the Steel Panther, the, the party vibe, mm-hmm. the fun vibe. I mean, what a, what a, a time for you to come out to L.A. And I'm assuming you're probably 19, 20, mm-hmm. something like that. I was that. exactly 19. Yeah. How, how was that for you to come and be a part of this like mythical, legendary L.A. scene? It was a time that is so hard to describe. It was such a decadent like. Um, time to describe it is um, almost unreal. Like mm-hmm. it's never again been recreated. I don't think it could be, um, you know, because it was before computers and, and when people were famous for a reason point, and not yeah. everybody was, you know, you could be famous just because you're on a reality show or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, it was just, I don't know. It was just a special time, you know, and everything was over the top big or like, um, I don't know. It's just hard to describe, but it was a special time. And, you know, I don't think it ever will be that way again, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember it fondly, but at the time, it, it just seemed like, you know, oh, everything's so dramatic or I'm in so much pain. And now I look back on the on those times as the most fun I've ever had. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because I used to watch you on, on uh, Star Search. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch it on Sunday nights before I went to school or maybe it was... Maybe, oh my God, how old are you? Well, I think we're pretty much the same age. <laughs> oh, okay. Because how old were you when you did Star Search? Mm, I was nineteen twenty. I see. I was 20. Yeah. So if I was 1990, I was... Yeah. Tell me about 87, 88. It was 88, 87, I graduated high school. Okay. So then I moved out here after that. Um, so you were on Star Search when you were already living out here? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was like the the year after I moved out here, and then that's where Janie saw me, and then um, I got married in 91, had my daughter in 92. Mm-hmm. So. But Star Search was kind of like the first yeah. almost like American Idol, America's mm-hmm. Top Model, all those things rolled up into one. Yeah, totally. Right? Yep. How was that experience? That was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was real. I didn't even realize or appreciate it for what it was it was just kind of like they were like hey do you want to be on this you know show or whatever and I was like yeah and I did it and I got on and it was cool I didn't appreciate it until I didn't win the hundred thousand <laughs> and that's when it hit me like oh damn I just lost this thing um, but I won more times than anyone in the history of that show right, like how did, was it a weekly thing where and then you kind of go on a roll and then next week you come back and yeah like um I won more times than anyone in any category but I lost the final, uh, you know, a hundred thousand. Um, how did you lose? You know, the chick who won, who had lost after her third episode, and they brought back the one chick who had won the most times in comparison to anyone else, as opposed to my 13, because they didn't have anybody else to compete next to me, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Somebody said she paid the judges. And then they asked me if I wanted to do anything about it, like, do you want to press charges? Do you want to cause a scene? And I was too proud. Like I was like wow. already butt hurt that I lost, pub, you know, press. And so I thought, no, I'm not going to. 
be like that. Like, I'm like, oh, I lost, so I'm going to press charges and cause a scene. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to seem like that because the reruns gave me enough exposure mm. for being on so much to get enough work. Like, nobody ever heard from her ever again, even though she won the 100 grand and I worked so, so much. So she paid them off. So was I the was rumor. told. Wow. Yeah, because after the, the show, all the all of the judges were all like, kissing her ass, like all, you know, whatever. And then somebody came, oh, well, uh, that's what happens when you pay the judges off. And I was like, what the f-? <laughs> And I was like, okay. You didn't know any better. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. And plus, uh, George, oh, what was his name? Ed McMahon mm. said my name first. So I stood there like an, um, like an idiot. Like an idiot. Yeah, like um, he said, oh, and the winner is Bob. And then he said, he looks down and he says her name. And I went, did he screw up? Am I? St- Did he pull I st- a Steve Harvey? Yes. <laughs> wow. And so I was like, do I stay? Do I go? Like, okay. And then I walked away and I felt really dumb. And then I cried. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. But I think he just assumed I was going to win because I'd won, 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 So won, many times. And looked down and saw that it wasn't my name and then went, Bobby, Debbie mm-hmm. James. I was like, wow. What a, what a tease for you, too. Like, Bob. <sighs> oh, for that one second, you're just like, yeah. I was just what it was like what a burn yeah I was like (laughs) so did did you have any interactions with Ed at all like did you ever see him or they just keep away he was pretty lurky um (laughs) he's pretty what lurky lurky (laughs) yeah (laughs) is that like creepy beyond beyond creepy yeah somewhere between creepy and rapey very much so okay good yeah good good definition (laughs) yes yeah there you go um yeah, pretty much kind of like, hey, like um, that you imagine um, the porn music, like, yeah, like open the door naked, like, oops, that was an accident. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. Come in my dressing room. Yeah. Oh, excuse the, the what is that? Um, lazy Susan joke, <laughs> the lazy Susan about the stage. <laughs> yeah. Every time oh, I'm like, yeah. again. Dude, like mm-hmm. every, I've been here 13 episodes. Weeks. We're going to do the Lazy Susan joke again. Okay. So, yeah, he was that was guy. Was it Ed? Was it just Ed? McMahon. Yeah, yeah. I know, but just, he was like the sole host. There was the, he was the only host. Okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so a little lurky. That's a good word. A lot lurky. So but what you're saying, though, because you had done this show and had so much exposure mm-hmm. that people found you and, and started hiring you for other gigs? Yeah. You said Janie saw you on Star Search? Yes. Oh, he was watching Star Search, mm-hmm. too? And so did my... Boyfriend, Matthew Nelson came to that show, and that's how I started dating him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Matthew was first, the first mm-hmm. kind of, like, Like, musician. he showed up. Yeah, he showed up with his brother, and they were both like, oh, hey, I, want, I like you, I like you. And I was like, I just was dating an asshole, so I like the nice guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but... um, I love Nelson. They're a great band. Yeah. Did they ever pull any twin tricks on you? Tried to. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd they do? You did not read the book. I did, but let me tell you this. It was a couple years ago. Okay. I, I bought it on a... I actually, Bobby, have it on hardcover. On heart. Oh, so you so got it, it like when it came out, came out. which ah. I think was it 2010 or 11? No, uh, was it 13? No, okay, 14. so it was two, three years no, ago. No, it was 14, 2014. I wouldn't say I read it if I didn't. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. It was 2014, it was two years I, ago. I could tell you a story in it that, what that, was it that, that stood out. That, that did stand what? out. What? Dave Navarro. Talk, uh, oh. It was uh, DiCaprio's. Oh, gosh, that was the first 15 seconds. Well, that that was the story. I'm, it was in there, right? Yeah, you know why? I think that it's because it was the first 15 seconds and everybody blew that out of 
the water. No pun intended. Exactly. But right. everybody freaked out about it because they weren't expecting it. And he was a big A-list celebrity. I was like, that's so boring. <laughs> I love that that was in there, though. Yeah, but it's like, eh, move on. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just giving you proof. No, no, I know. That I perused and read yeah, the book. I, I liked know. it. So we're talking about the twin tricks, though. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to do that. And I was like, uh-uh, no way. But one had bangs and one had all one length hair. Yeah. Didn't you figure that out? What? Which one was which? Yeah. Oh, no, they just tried to do the menage thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that weird if two brothers do a menage? I think so. I think it is. I think so. You know, yeah. I'm not... Uh, yeah, I think so. wouldn't want to do a menage no, with my brother. I think that's kind of... Yeah. That's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, All I right. would think so. Yeah. yeah. So then when... How did you eventually get the, the gig for the Cherry Pie video, which was just amazing? Um, Janie saw me on Star Search and they called me. Mm-hmm. And said, uh, hey, we want you for this video. And I didn't show up. And, and um, they were like, oh, hey, she didn't show up. And I sh- they they had me go to Jerry's Deli the next day. And I walked up and they're like, okay, you got the part. And I was like, all right. And so I did the video and that was it. It was a classic, though, even the album cover with the cherry pie mm-hmm. falling right in your crotch area, mm-hmm. which was a nice little touch. Yeah. But that was, that was the time. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, everybody, it was like all the women's libbers were like, ah, it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And I was shocked when it came out. Like, if so, I was in it so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. That's, You're the star. I couldn't believe how much I was in it. I was like, wow, that was insane. It could be one of like, it's it, it, sexy is the word, which I think it would be. The sexiest videos, like you're the, the that would be the sexiest performance if we were giving out video Oscars. <laughs> they wanted it to be that. way more, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. What more did they want you to do? Oh my god, like be naked in a vat of whipped cream and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, no. And then the whole hose thing they did once. I was like, I'm not doing that again because it the was fire like hose. it was like a car accident to the face. Like really, it was like a real fire hose with the real Whoa. like um, pressure. Yeah. Like my eyelids flew off my head for a second. I was like, what? Like yeah. I turned my head right away because it hurt. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not doing that again. All the makeup yeah. is coming off. I'm not and doing that again. Off, right? Hope you got that shot because I'm um, <laughs> not doing that again. Yeah. Yeah. And the director was kind of a dick, kind of a misogynist a little bit. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I mean, you must have, like, what was your defense mechanism at this time, knowing that every guy is trying to, it still probably is that way, guys are just trying to pick you up, hating on you incessantly, lazy Susan jokes, <laughs> lurky. Before that, it wasn't really like that. It didn't really dawn on me. I wasn't all like, yeah, everybody wants me. After that, um, after getting kind of my heart broken, then I became an asshole. Mm-hmm. Then I became kind of like, yeah, screw you. Then I became a dick. Um, on purpose. And then uh, then I became kind of like non-trusting, you mm-hmm. know, then you then you become like kind of jaded. It's just it's kind of a shitty cycle to to be shit on and then really want to be in love again, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, especially out here in Hollywood where it's the land of for real. Yeah. You know, a lot of fake people and, and that opportunists, sort of vibe. opportunists left and right. So you never really know what's up. Mm-hmm. You know, and people can look you in the eye with tears and just be like, I love you and lie. And you're like, wow, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The sociopaths that are here. Well, yeah. And you especially know? when you become kind of the it girl. It's weird. And if you're going for that early 90s time frame and you were like the, like I said, the it girl, you did a bunch of the videos, but everyone mm-hmm. knew you. Like girls and guys, like my best friend and my boyfriend. Like it's just weird. 
Mm-hmm. Just so weird. Yeah. Was it hard because, I mean, obviously you're a famous, uh, you know, girl, pretty girl, dating all of these other famous people. Is that kind of, is it weird when you're under the spotlight like that? Okay, you're dating Matthew Nelson, then you're dating Navarro, and then you got uh, DiCaprio or whatever it is. Is it, is, is it, is it hurt or hurt, harm relationship when you're in that position? Does it harm the relationship? Does is it, it is a lot of pressure? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I guess kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that like dating a normal guy after that would be the the way to go. Like I'm like the next guy I date is not going to be in the in the scene, you know, entertainment, whatever, and they're going to worship me, like you know, treat me like gold, even worse, hmm. because the I you know I was completely wrong because they felt like they couldn't live up to the right. like then they treated me even worse because they felt like I have to compete or and all this mm-hmm. weird stuff so I was like wow where's the it's, happy medium here it's hard for a guy when the girls in the spotlight you know and, and the focus because the guy's supposed to be that it's just bizarre to me yeah mm-hmm. it's like you know there's no happy medium sometimes and um I just feel like you know regardless of all that extra shit like just lift each other up you know like it shouldn't be about what you do and the money you make and it just should be about you know your heart and like love mm-hmm. and not you know your career and who makes the most money like I support you when I'm down you, you know you support me when I you know vice versa like should just be about what's in here and not the exterior mm-hmm. so and there's not a, in LA not a lot of that mm-hmm. so yeah let's talk a little bit about Janie um, okay. I think a very underrated songwriter mm-hmm. and musician and a lot of that's because you know you fall into the hair band category, mm-hmm. which for some reason is doesn't get respected. Yeah, and I still don't know why. Because if you're going to the '60s, okay, it's kind of '50s is doo wop. Yeah, '60s was kind of like you know the 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 Beatles type thing, Dave Clark Five. '70s is disco and kind of sludgy. '80s is hair band, but yeah. it doesn't get looked upon like uh, as a product of its time. Yeah. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really early 90s, right? Like in yeah. the 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah. I don't really know why. I think that there, there were so many that were kind of cheesy. Yeah. And then and then there were some that were really good. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of all got thrown together because with the cheesy came, you know, the makeup and the hair and the whatever. So that's what kind of made it, you know. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like thrown into the cheesy genre. Like, because right, right. you know, have like... You know, you have your poison, and you know the cu- the cover is all like, who? You know those hot. I thought I thought the drummer from Poison on the cover of the, too, the first was a chick, right? I thought it was the hottest girl I'd seen. A lot of people say that. And then look in the back, Ricky Rocket. Oh, her name is Ricky. And then you look, and it's like, wait a second, that's a guy. Exactly. And their asses were smaller than mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for real. Like you didn't know on the strip who was a chick and who wasn't. For, yeah, right. Yeah, for real. Because it, it was the more you look like a girl the more girls wanted to hang out with you. Completely. I have a picture of me and Matthew standing, you know, side by side with our backs, and our hair is the same length. Yes. And it looks exactly the same from behind. Yeah. My mom took it. And I was like, this is crazy, <laughs> the Crazy right? hair, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, back then, it's just weird. And mm. I remember my mom going like, you think that guy's cute? He has more makeup on than you. And I was like, I know. He's so hot. weird. I yeah. know. Right <laughs> now, if a guy puts on a lot of makeup, you're like, "Really, hair farmer? Go cut your hair. What's <laughs> yeah. going on?" We played a big festival last year, and I had some eyeliner. Just put a little eyeliner on, you know, something that's kind of special. Like, what are you doing? No, I like that a little yeah, bit. A little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this, there's still, you still have to look good. Yeah. I didn't like the phase uh, where bands just looked like bums. 
You know, no, but, you I know, hated I, that. I never got what that. What was that? Garage band phase? Yeah, I don't grunge know band sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's still show business, right? Yeah. Are you in a band? I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, and you still want to look the part. Exactly. Unless you're ACDC where you go on stage with your jeans and t-shirts, yeah. you should be putting on some kind of, yeah. take off one shirt and put on another to go on stage. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about Bo Janie. Uh, what are your memories of him as a, as a, as a, as a guy? As a guy? Yeah, good guy. Obviously. Uh, when he wasn't drinking, mm-hmm. um, really good guy. You know, he had his demons like everyone else, I guess. Um, and especially those came out when he was drinking. But I really feel like that um, he was um, a drunk who tried to escape certain feelings or things that, you know, emotions that had happened to him or, or events that had happened. And, um, you know, alcohol is not the drug of choice to do that. Mm, right, <laughs> like right, when right, you're right, trying right, to escape right. something, alcohol is probably not the thing to do mm-hmm. uh, because it's a barbiturate, a downer, and therefore it's going to make things worse. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, never got better. And he wasn't the kind of guy that would ever, like, uh, take the note to get therapy. He'd be like, oh, he was a know-it-all kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. But he wasn't. He didn't know it all. And um, so he'd never really... G- go to therapy or whatever he always thought you know that's dumb Mm -hmm. you know or if i was ever sick he'd be like mind over matter i'm like really (laughs) like not good you know on my deathbed over here my mom would have to fly into town to take me to the hospital (laughs) like for real so yeah things like that wasn't the best idea but um yeah he was a good guy in general though like had a good heart and um when he was you know not drinking really Gen, you know, genuine or generous and nice and um, very talented. Absolutely. You know, great singer, um, very talented writer. You know, he could write a ballad. I always thought he was an amazing ballad writer. He was, that was my favorite. I yeah. just wanted him, I, you know, he would write an album and, he, you know, guy, they always get caught up like um, wanting to do this great rock song. And I'd be like, write a ballad. You know, because that'll be number one mm-hmm. for sure. And they're like, I don't want to be known as ballad writer, you know. And I'm like, trust me, like you're the best ballad writer in the world. I don't want to be known as ballad. I'm like, for real. Yeah. He's like, you know, I want to be known as badass, you know, rock song writer. I'm like, okay, but um, yeah, his ballads were amazing. I thought. Did you ever tour with Warrant? All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good time. Like, was it like a kind of a party vibe, or was it? Um, it, it was ish. I mean, mind you, I toured with Motley too, two totally different tours. Wow. Right. Yeah. So compared to Motley tour, no, not so much. <laughs> um, more of a, more of a tame mm-hmm. party, but, um, you know, looking back, probably more preferred, you know, if you want to survive really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, um, they partied to an extent, I guess, M- you know, maybe too much. But, no, but when you did the cherry pie video, you guys weren't dating at that point. Oh no, no, I had I was dating Matthew and oh okay, but he was sending me flowers and you know went on was, Howard was, Stern and was like, I'm gonna marry her. Sorry, Matt, and I was like, what? What do you think when you hear that? I was like, oh my god, that's so funny, that's crazy. And Matt was all like, what the hell happened? I'm like, nothing. That's crazy. Is that a lurky thing to do to go on the radio? Or is it kind of a romantic thing? I thought it was. I was flattered. I thought, oh my god, it he's worked. crazy. I mean, at the time, I thought, he's nuts. What is he thinking? He's crazy. Um, but as soon as Matthew pulled some stunt, I was like, check this out. Hey, what's, guess what? Guess who I'm going to go out with? Ah, you know what I mean? There you go. So right. I guess in a retrospect, it kind of worked for me. Well, yeah. Because like you said, too, it's like all those guys are not in competition, but they're in competition musically. No, they are. 
I think people and, in rock are definitely in competition, whether they admit it or not. They mm. are. Because to their face, they're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm down for you. And that person turns around, they're like, I can hate that guy. Um, Screw that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know that there's so many people who are down for each other in rock, for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree? It's show business in general, I think. I think so, too. Even if you're really good friends with someone, I mean, obviously, a little jealous, you yeah. want them to do great. But when they do great, in the back of your mind, it's still like, oh, that yeah. should be me. Or, or, but, yeah, uh. you're kind of like, if they do great, you're kind of like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, calling your manager, look at them up. Yeah, yeah, how did he get yeah. this and I didn't get it? What's up? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You mentioned the Motley thing because you were in, in, engaged to Tommy. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in the book. Mm-hmm. So you, is that was that completely a different world i mean warrant was a big band but molly crew is gigantic right yes totally different world Mm -hmm. yeah completely just on a different money level completely you know um but also you know controlling different level controlling aspect as well you know Mm -hmm. tommy was completely power hungry tom uh you know janie wasn't like so much like that just you know different two different men completely but um, in the same world, and the world is very corrupt, you know? So, you know, if somebody said, hey, I really want to be a singer and be famous in the music industry, do you suggest it? I'd say, hey, don't ask me. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me. I don't want to give you any advice on that. But um, if it were me personally, I probably would take up a new hobby or something. <laughs> yeah. I would probably do something else and make money. Were you still like modeling and stuff like that during this time frame or at this point are you just uh, going on the road with your guy? Oh yeah, I was still working and everything but um, when I was with Tommy he didn't allow me to work or do anything. Really? Oh yeah, so because um, uh, you know, I had to focus on him or whatever and um, so that's mm-hmm. how that went. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah, so I quit that for a year and then um, I started back work after that. Because once again, you're talking about having such a big name value. Was there, were there some other girls on the scene that you were friends with as well? Um, on the scene, I mean, uh, like Charisse, who's on my show with me, who was my best friend at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and this was your show, like X. Wise for Rock. Yeah, X Wise Rock. So it was, yeah. it was you, Cherie, and that was Vince's ex wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and Athena, who's Tommy's sister. Okay. And Blue, who is Jerry Dixon, who was. Um, and Warrant. Warrant, space player, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was also a friend with, you know, Joey's wife who was in Warrant mm. and, you know, a couple other people, the the drummer's uh, wife, Kathy, who was in Warrant and mm. stuff like that. Um, and best friend, uh, best friends with Axel, my, my modeling agent, Tracy, like I'm still friends with all those people. So yeah, we all hung out and got crazy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're still all friends. I was going to say that. You're still friends like you guys made it through the war together. Yeah, we totally did. We totally and did. most of them divorced, right? Any... Most, I think all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah, except for Gilby and uh, Daniela. Gilby yeah. Clark and Daniela, they're still together. And Duff and, and his wife Susan are still together. Yeah, but they got married much later and I, we're not I'm not I friends got with you. Them. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. So how was how was your show when you did the the Rocker Ex-Wives? Um, we stopped filming last year and we hope we're still holding out for a season four, but, um, it was the most fun I think I've ever had. Like to get paid to hang out with your friends is not a bad job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to be yourself, get paid to be yourself and hang out with your friends is awesome. Right. Yeah. What kind of stuff did you guys do in the show? Everything. Like, like it's a reality show, right? It's but not written. It, this it was just for real. completely off the cuff. This was not a scripted show. This was completely off the cuff and they, we lived by the seat of our pants and um, there was so much more that 
had to be edited out because of that reason. Yeah. But um, I really think that we should have done like uh, a bloopers reel off of that show because of it. But um, so fun. So fun. Like it got to the point where we just didn't even realize the cameras were there. You know, but uh, the most fun we've ever had probably saved all of our lives at that point, for <laughs> real, you know? Because that's the thing, like, too, when you have, like, no one will ever know what you guys went through mm-hmm. except for you guys. Yeah. So you'll always have that connection and that kindred spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. And we yeah. still are close and we still hang out, you know, without cameras all mm-hmm. the time and talk on the phone all the time. Yeah. So we'll, and we always will, you know? All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas. See? Already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. You mentioned, uh, we were talking about your book, and, and when I said that I had a story, you're like, is it the Dave Navarro story? Yes, yeah, so many people bring that up. What was the Navarro, tell me the Navarro yeah, story? Yeah, just that whole, you know, dildo thing on stage. <laughs> What's the, what? what? Or, or him, the jerking off. <laughs> just, <laughs> he was crazy. Like, um, when I met him, he um, put on a video of him masturbating and went downstairs, and he was like, I'm downstairs um, screwing the star fucker, I'll be right back. And he goes, here, I'll put in a movie for you. And he put in a movie of himself masturbating and, and went downstairs. And then I was like, okay. And then he was just crazy and wild. And I was just like, whoa. But I tried to play it off like, oh, this is no big deal. And I was just like horrified. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, but watch this movie while I go. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God. Just freaking out. Like, what the? (laughs) Yeah. And then when he came back up, the girl who he was with, he was like, yeah, we took some Polaroids. And he shows me the Polaroids. And then he has a sticker that says star on it. He smacks it on the girl's shoulder and shoves her out the front door. And I was like. Okay, that's and I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. That's exactly what happened. And I was like, "Hi, nice to meet. How are things?" Like, and I try to play it cool. Like, yeah, I do this all the time. That was so cool. But does it surprise you? I mean, now kind of being in the real world, but at this time, how insane rocker guys can be? Like you said, they just and also how insane the girls can be. I mean, so insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew that girl. Um, she was a friend of mine. She was actually at my house earlier that day. So when he said he was downstairs a rock, a, a star f-er, when I saw that it was her being shoved out the front door, I was like, hey, what's he like? Oh, my God. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. And um, he did so many crazy things over a period of time that 
or were off the wall that I'm just like, this is so insane, but hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just people wouldn't believe it. Right. But I thought it was funny because I get off on doing that to people, like getting a reaction from people just because I think I have a comedic sense of humor. But, yeah, yeah. you know, my little brother would be horrified. I brought him over there one time and and we just sat on the couch and he couldn't see Dave at all. And Dave had like a big feather boa on and he had his huge piano. And all of a sudden you hear like, you know, the piano yeah. going off. My, my brother's like my brother's eight years younger and he's like looking around and a puppet comes up like a unicorn puppet, like. Hi, blah blah blah. Over the piano, my brother's like, "Hey, what's up? Hey," and it starts singing a Prince song, and and I'm with a straight face, like, right into like it, playing yeah. it off. And my brother's looking at me like, "What is going on right now? What's going on?" So that happened, and then like a week later, was it Dave with the puppet? Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. A week later, yeah, a week later, um, I don't tell my brother that you know Dave's gonna come over with the puppet on the side of the house in my where my brother's window is. Mm-hmm. And like knock on the window, my brother was taking a nap and knocks on the window and there's the puppet like, my brother's like, what the, f-? like jump so high, my dog was sleeping with him, the dog comes squirting out the side of the bed. I, it was like the funniest shit ever. Like I look back on stories like that and just like shit my pants because it's so funny, right? But people go like, that didn't happen. Yeah, it did. But it was just the normal, th- had you seen the puppet before? N- not before he did it to my brother. Okay. But I still would roll with it. Sure. Like I mean, why not, right? Why yeah. wouldn't you have a puppet? Hilarious, because I love that kind of mm-hmm. shit. You know? I mean, I would just roll with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just because I thought it was so funny to do stuff like that to people, and to my brother especially. So, <laughs> yeah. What did your like your mom think, like when you moved from, from small town Louisiana, and suddenly you're the cherry pie girl? My mom was proud and, you know, you know, boasted and stuff like that. Um you know, she wasn't so happy when I, you know, got into drugs and, and ha- had some problems, obviously. But, um, yeah, she was super proud, mm-hmm. you know. Well, your little girl was a star. Yeah. 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 She was super proud. Did you ever see girls like groupies and stuff like that try crazy stuff to try and meet the guys? Or oh, my you, God. Yes. Like w- w- like what extremes did, did some of the girls go to? Oh, my gosh. Um, like they had pee pat like pussy passes, you know. Molly did. And mm-hmm. so if you saw a pass that had a P on it, um, we knew that basically they did all kinds of shit to get back there. Like to any like stagehand, graffer, roadie, whatever, like gnarly shit, like to be back there. And wow. I'm like, whoa. And I would get a super soaker, you know, those things and guns, like yeah. soak them from the side of the stage. I would get in trouble for doing that. But I would do that. Just for fun. And, um, but yeah, they had, and that would be sad to me because I'd be like, why the fuck? Just to be back there, just to be like, oh, hey. Because you, you always heard that story, like, you know, if you blow the roadie. Yeah. So if they did that, then they would get the, the backstage pussy pass. Yeah. And then that would enable them just to hang around. I mean, to be, like, just to be like a glimpse. It's not like they get, could sit next to Tommy mm-hmm. and be like, hey, what's up? You know, whatever. Like, because these weren't like hot desirable people that you know they wanted to meet like right. Tommy and them wanted to meet it would be like whoever to you know so they could get get a glimpse or whatever and so they they didn't get treated very well mm. really you know I mean all the time so but they didn't care so they might get to see you know one of them pass by or you know one of them might get spit on or one of them might get 
you know, pie in the face or who knows, like right. whatever. They were willing to take a chance and do whatever to get that. And that was unfortunate mm-hmm. to me. In my eyes, I was like, that's sad. Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, yeah, not a lot of self respect for that. But but then, women didn't give they a didn't shit. Care, right? No, they don't care. They didn't care. Yeah, I'm sure the band guys would look at the pee passes and just go, oh, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh, hey, what's up, hooker or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they thought and. They never commented on. <laughs> they never were all like, "Oh, look at that poor girl." Like, yeah, yeah. They, they never care. had any pff. more chicks hammering backstage. You whatever know? the better, right? Yeah, I was asking the guys from Still Panther, like, "Do you guys get like um, super uber fans and like whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah, like for real." Because I'm thinking they're like comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like I'm not thinking they're like they have fans like real bands do, and they're right. like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know. Like, I don't know," because I think you guys, I think y'all are funny. Because right. I lo- think your songs are funny and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we do. And I'm like, tell me. Like, tell me about it. And um, they're like, well, you know, it's not like. And then the other guy would be like, uh, dude, come uh-huh. on. Like that one girl that follows you from state to state, country to country. But that, you- see, that's the thing with Steel Panther that's interesting is because they started out, like you said, like. like, like I'm not naming not a, names. but yeah. not a real band. But the thing no, is. No, they are. Well, sure they are. But they're taking the stuff that we're laughing about that was real. Right. And doing a parody of it. Exactly. Which now makes it real again. Right. Because it's 25 years down the road. Exactly. Like, they were a band that tried to be a real band that Ma- didn't make it. In a bunch of different incarnations. Right. That didn't make it as a real band. Like, mm. t- being serious. They said, screw this. Let's make fun of ourselves. And the scene and the, and the scene, time frame. And the time frame and make a joke about it and all of it. And it blew the f- up, right? But they are excellent musicians, mm-hmm. amazing singers, you know. The hooks are great for the songs. Everything yeah. and incredibly funny. Yeah. Right? So it paid off. Yeah. Right? But to be a st- taken seriously, everybody was like, get out. Right. But now that it just paid off. But now there are those girls like we we, we did a the kiss cruise with them last year who are freaking and out. And they have they get the girls to come on stage and dance with them. And these, these are the gorgeous, pretty girls. No, we have girls older than me to girls like of all ages who are uber obsessed fans mm-hmm. of these guys. <laughs> right, right, Like right. for real. So so when I ask that question, they're like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> yeah, like even more so than regular bands. I was right. like, really? They're like, yeah, where have you been? I'm like, wow. But okay. you've seen all that for real with with, yeah. Warren, with crew. Yeah, I just didn't know that, you know, comedians, because I considered them kind of comedians, mm-hmm. had that as well. And they're that, like, was their, that was their, as their stick, you know? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know, because I thought they were, you know, campy comedian guy musicians. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, dude, even more than just regular musicians, because we're <laughs> comedy and musicians. I was right. like, wow, excuse me. And doing something that 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 doesn't exist anymore, yeah. which is the spandex and the makeup and the yeah, like you mentioned, we mentioned earlier the the attitude and the fun vibe, yeah. yeah, which I think was really missed when things moved away from you know from from that early '90s, late '80s vibe. Yeah, I wrote a whole TV show after I worked with them. I wrote because I wrote some reality shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a whole like episode uh, for them with them afterwards, and I sent it to them. I'm like, hey, if you ever want to 
spin this or, or film this, let me know. They're like, okay, we'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, you're really sick, though, in the head. Like, we are. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I How am. could I not be? Yeah, right. What I've been doing for the last 25 years. Yeah, or participate with you guys if I wasn't. Yeah, right? right, exactly. Yeah. What, uh, what were your favorite bands, or what are your favorite bands? My favorite bands back then or now? Or now both. Um, I don't really, you know. Like when you went out to LA, were you like a Poison fan and a Warrant fan, or were you not? Into not that? really. I didn't even know who Warrant was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I did the video, I was like, Oh my god, you guys do that oh, Heaven song? They were like, Oh, you're funny. I'm like, I didn't even know. <laughs> I liked um, like uh, dance music, or okay, like late eighties like dance music, music or right. pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked um, what uh, Skid Row. Mm-hmm. I liked Motley Crue. Um, I liked Quiet Riot. I like dance music, but I liked Orgy. You know, mm-hmm. I like uh, I like all kinds of stuff. Orgy like, was cool, kind of like a rockin' techno yeah, dance type yeah, thing, right? Yeah, and they have a new record now. It's really good hmm. coming out. Um, but yeah, not, country, not my favorite thing so right, much. Right, right. But um, yeah, so I like those bands. I like Incubus a lot. Brandon Boyd's voice is amazing, I think. Do people uh, still recognize you as as are you the cherry pie girl? No, only if only if they find out that it's me, mm-hmm. then they go, "Oh, okay, I see it." But never am I walking down the street and somebody go like, "Oh my god, it's the cherry pie girl!" Like out of nowhere, right. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. no, I mean in my twenties, maybe early thirties, yeah, but not now. You know, not now. Is that is that cool to be known as the? I was just saying the cherry pie girl. That's what we're talking to you about. Is that a, a um, badge I mean, of honor? Obviously, yeah. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be talking right now mm-hmm. if I if it wasn't right. Right. And I probably wouldn't be having a career yeah. or a book yeah. if it wasn't. So yeah, I'm happy with it. I mean, there was a time where I was like, um, I don't want to be known for that or talk about that. But that's dumb. That was a stupid, angry phase I went through. A bitter phase for like a year or two. And yeah. I've been over that for a while. It's interesting. I had Vanilla Ice on this show and he said the same. Like for the first time, you know, early 2000s, he's like, you know, hey, your Ice Ice Babe. No. Exactly. Don't ever say that again. And then you realize that you caught this moment in time yeah. of people wanting it. to be known for something. Yep. And you are iconic for that thing. And so you embrace it. Go for it, right? Yeah. I know him. I was in his movie. <laughs> Cool as ice? Yes. You're in Cool as Ice? Yes. Oh my gosh, you've just gotten even cooler in my really? eyes. Really? Yeah. That was the, the the movie that he made when he was at his peak in about yep. 91. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rotten. Yeah, it's uh, really bad. It's really bad, yep. but it be as, as uh, a classic because it's mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. I was in that movie. Were you really? Yep. Were you, uh, were you like, did you have a big part or did you? Um, I, I was, I, he, I see him in a club and I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey, here's my number or some shit. <laughs> I give him my number, or my name's Monique or some sh- crap, and I give him my number. Monique. Uh, yeah, and I write my phone number down, and he's all like, yeah, give you a call or some shit, and he walks out, and then it goes to, like, Naomi Campbell performing. And that's it? I, yeah. That's you just it. have a little walk on there. And little, I remember the cameo. scene, I, I remember I was there for the day, and I was like, because <sighs> he walks up to me, and he's all, yo, yo, yup, yup, what's up? And I went, Wow. Okay, like in person. Oh, no, for real. Be, okay, yeah, not in the scene. He was like, "Yo, yo, yup, yup, what's up?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> Bye. And I was like, "That was creepy." And that was it. And it was lurky, lurky. It, it was very lurky. Very lurky. Um, it was Battlestar Galactica. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stupid. Battlestar Galactica. I'm, I'm silly. I like that one. Yeah, I just made that up. That's the new title of the episode. You just made that up right now. Yeah. Ooh, good. Quick. Yeah, I'm pretty witty. <laughs> Did anybody get mad at you for the stuff that you said in the book? Yeah. 
Of course. Where people are like, Bobby, what are you doing? Yeah. Ah. What yeah. did you say? Well, I, I um, it's my life. I have the right to talk about it. And sorry. Because I've written a, a, a three books, and they have a very uh, strict legal uh, draft where they look through and say, well, you can't say that about that person. You can't say that about that person. You're allowed to say the truth mm-hmm. completely and in its entirety if um, if they can prove in any way, shape, or form that that didn't happen from their perspective. Gotcha. Then they can sue you. But if it's the truth and they can't deny it or, or argue it, um, you're allowed to say it. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> so I'll know for the Is future. Is that good to know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're allowed to speak your truth. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like to hear it. Uh, a lot of times they don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't. Yeah, especially when it's intimate details. Right. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> yeah. usually. You don't give a shit, though. You're just like, whatever. I mean, I, I, I didn't set out to try and hurt someone's feelings or to piss anyone off. I just was telling my story. Mm-hmm. For real. I mean, trust and know that I could have gone way further with the book details and really piss people off and hurt people's feelings. And I didn't on purpose. Like, I didn't do that. Right, right, right. Because, um, you know, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, if anybody got their feelings hurt, I was like, be grateful that I didn't say what really went down. When the, you know, like... <laughs> So, you know. Are you still friends with any of the, of the guys from those times, Reigns? Um, yeah, some of them. Mm-hmm. Some not. Yeah. You know. That's like ex-boyfriends and stuff, too. Some ex-girlfriends, you don't want to see them anymore anyways. Yeah, like I have friend, some ex-boyfriends I'm friends with and, and people in the book that I'm still friends with and some not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, or some I still talk to and after we talk, they talk shit behind my back and to my face. They're really nice. Because they're like, she talks, I'm going to be nice. And then, I don't <laughs> but know. you must be used to all that, like I said, after living in L.A. for so many years and being in showbiz for so many years. It's kind of just the way it is. Like you said, people talking behind your back. and It still bothers me. Yeah. I'm still I'm still sensitive. I, I may have a hard exterior and be like, oh, it's those people. But, I mean, my truth is really obvious. Like, I, I get bothered by people who don't like me or hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I can't. If somebody's looking for a fight, you got one in me. Like, hmm. for real, if you're seeking a fight, all you got to do is push, and I'll push back. It's unfortunate for yeah. me. Like I, but I am that girl. Right, right, and right. People are like, why do you even let it bother you? Why do you even get, do their level? Why do you even let that? I'm like, because I can't help it. It bothers me. I'm human. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hurts my feelings. I, You know, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. And if someone talks shit or lies and starts something with me, I'm going to take up for myself. Right, or right. somebody I care about. I just will. You know, like, just ignore them. I can't help myself. I will not ignore it. I just do it. I just respond. I do. So, and everybody says that. Ignore them. I can't. You know, so. (laughs) I will scratch your eyes out. I do. It's so bad. Everyone says, just ignore it. I can't help myself every time. I mean, like you said, that's, there's, you have to have that kind of toughest, toughness to, to have longevity in this business. Yeah, and I don't even know you if it's know. considered toughness. It's just, I just feel like I have to say my piece. I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, I have to defend what I think is right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when someone ignores it, even if it's social media, even if it's a nobody in whoever's eyes, even if it's a somebody, whatever it is, if I ignore it, I feel like it's, you know, ignored, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it has to be um, acknowledged. A person's like, oh, you're giving them what they want. They're mm-hmm. trying to get your attention. Well, regardless, it needs to be addressed because they're wrong. Right. 
and they can believe whatever they want from this point on. I'm not going to continue engaging, but I will respond and give, you know, my truth and they can take it and shove it up their ass afterwards. But like, I'm going to respond with the truth Mm -hmm. and that's it because, you know, it's going to plant a seed somewhere to somebody. Right. 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 You know, because when when the truth is spoken, it lands on people who get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and people who want to hate are going to take that truth and go like, oh, her. she's full of shit like whatever and they're gonna go be in the dark and the people who you know get it are gonna be like oh you know what i she's cool or you mm-hmm. know i believe her yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. and that matters to me mm-hmm. so what are you working on now all kinds of stuff like i've been writing um, well, reality shows and i just came up with the best idea for something today i have to get it made but um i'll tell you about it later once it actually happens but it was just like out of the blue and I'm trying to work on a second book, hoping that it'll get picked up again. Um, More of your experiences? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to do a part two. They say that that's really not something that happens, but I still have so many more stories to tell. I have so. three autobiographies. Do so you really? Happens, yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. If you got good enough stories, people will get into it. Right. Is it yeah. they're all self-published or? Uh, no, through uh, Penguin Books, Gotham Books. You like you know. them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're good. Okay. You know, I should check them out. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. What else? I have other stuff I can't even think of right now because you put me on the spot. But um, Tell me. I don't know. You're um, busy. I am, I am busy. Yeah. I just can't think of what else I'm doing. Um, hosting a lot of stuff, doing that, hoping for a season four. Oh, we, we just booked Apres Ski on Bravo, the four of us. Um, this is going to be crazy. Um, we booked a ski show in Canada. We're filming at the end of this month. And it's going to be on Bravo, and um, I've never even seen snow. So really? this is going to be nuts. Yeah, it's a crazy, like, sports show in Canada where they do all kind of out-of-this-crazy-world skiing stuff. What are you guys going to be doing? They have all kind of stuff planned, and really what I'm going to be planned on doing is telling people to braid my hair in the bath <laughs> and to drag me around in a sleigh and sing to me, <laughs> and um, that I can't be doing anything to re-injure myself after my accident. Right. Because I really can't, mm-hmm. and I need hot toddies. Well, you know, a pre ski is 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 actually the official term for after skiing, where you just go hang out in the lodge and drink. That'll be me. So there you go. And I will be that girl. <laughs> so um, that's going to be us, and it's, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Will yeah. Be. So we're going to be on Bravo, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. And we are on Access TV right now for season three. Hopefully, uh, they'll busy, air the whole season. Yeah, You're busy, busy girl. Yeah, I'm hoping to be busier. A busier. Yeah, and I'm on the Still Panther. Right, Lexi's mom. Lexi, Lexi's I'm Lexi's garage. mom. I'm Lexi's mom. Yes. Yeah. The so. hot milf in the in the, the Steel Panther pantheon. Yeah. Final question: What's your favorite Warrant song? Blind Faith. Ooh, good call. Yeah. It's a great ballad. Yeah, it's about me. Is it? It is. Oh. That's why I like it. Yeah. Cool lyrics yeah. about you. Yeah, it's a great tune. Yeah, great I band. like that song. Bobby, so, it's great talking to you. Thanks. It was You're nice awesome. talking to you, too. And Battle, we made it. And you made it. And, and you got to ba- go catch a flight. Battlestar Galactica. Gonna You're going to remember that, that right? I will. I'll always remember that. Isn't that good? Yeah, it's, it's pretty perfect. Good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks to the uh, gorgeous and hilarious Bobby Brown for sharing so many great rock and roll stories with us. You can read so many more in her tell-all book, Dirty Rocker Boys. You can get that on Amazon. And please use the Talk is Jericho uh, links when you buy Bobby's book. You can find my Amazon links at podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada A. Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links... 
Well, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. You can buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon. And using the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, it won't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees, extra challenges. Just go to podcast1.com, click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You got some extra money from Christmas. You got some uh, people that gave you cash for Christmas. Go buy whatever you want at, at uh, amazon.com and use the Talk is Jericho links. You can also find all my great sponsors there as well, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 25% off all DDPY merch and when you buy a max pack or a combo back you'll get a second one for just 50% off that original 25% off okay and there's also CISO sign up at CISO.com and get two months free when you use the promo code podcast once hilarious hilarious stuff man the entire Monty Python series give me a break and of course Geico save money on car insurance and go do it now all right don't forget March 15th 2017 the biggest podcast ever when McFoley joins Talk is Jericho the biggest podcast ever and that countdown rolls on 73 days and counting and speaking of big podcasts beyond the darkness huge addition to the jericho network on podcast one it is a certified hit you guys are loving the show already getting creeped out with some christmas creepy uh creepy stories and the second episode just came out on monday more investigation to the black-eyed kids phenomenon and whether or not they might be aliens fascinating stuff dave schrader and tim dennis do a great job breaking it down sharing some of the super creepy stories they did it on their own uh, show beyond the darkness darkness radio that was here on uh, on talk is jericho a few weeks ago go check that out uh go to itunes and subscribe and stars if you haven't already and leave beyond the darkness a five-star rating and review and go ahead and hit the subscribe button for all the other jericho network shows while you're there team tiger awesome hilarious pop culture humor at its finest with nick mundy michael truly and clint gage they're out every sunday they did a great christmas episode this past sunday it's a battle of the christmas icons no one's off limits john mcclain versus the grinch that's right another diehard reference john mcclain versus the grinch who would win i guarantee you'll be laughing as hard as i did and of course killing the town with storm and cyrus that drops on tuesdays get your phd in wrestling psychology with two of the most brilliant minds in pro wrestling they do a great discussion of today's biz this week is comedy in wrestling a good thing or a bad thing among so many other things they also do a great discussion uh of d of the ecw days and some of the ecw tv reports plus shane douglas uh was their guest as well and he just lets it loose you know how crazy shane is then there's the flagship show keep it 100 with conan every thursday conan disco and kg bring the opinions of finding the feuds feuds like disco versus cyrus cyrus appears on uh, keeping it 100 this week they also got a great discussion about a lot of different things including who's hot and who's not in the wwe between the wwe couples lots of great stuff on the jericho network i aim to keep you entertained five or six days a week seven days a week maybe go subscribe on itunes leave everyone on the jericho network a five-star rating and review thank you so much for listening keep listening now for the 60 second ap news headlines coming up next and coming up this friday he's controversial he's uh he doesn't have a filter he's live without a net Ted Eddie Hart, the maverick of the Hart family, finally makes his long-awaited appearance and debut here on Talk is Jericho. A perfect way to uh, set the New Year's table, perfect way to bring in the New Year with Teddy Hart from the Hart family this Friday on Talk is Jericho. We'll see you then. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a happy holidays. Big yeah, boy, Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast podcastone.com.